Hi, my name's Dan, I'm here with G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. Superb Owl! Yeah, for those of you who are probably sick by now of, of superb owl jokes, there's one from G. Uh, it's <laughs> this is something I get every single year. I don't know about you, uh, G. Yes, I get multiple people, but yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Non, I, I feel bad and duly put in my place. I am sorry. <laughs> I hang my head in shame. That's fine. Shame. That's fine. No shame. As long as I don't have to walk naked for any markets, I'm fine. Well, that's. I'm not planning on making you do that. It's that's. If you want to do that, that's. I mean, that's on you. That that's a whole Game of Thrones ref, re, reference that's just sailed straight Completely. over your head, isn't I've it? I've never never watched an episode. <laughs> that explains it. That is fine. I will send you a video later. <laughs> Fair enough. How you uh, how you been? You you a little bit less busy this week? Um, marginally. Yeah. <laughs> things are things are you know under control, but it, it it is a busy time to be an IT engineer. Yes, I can I can well imagine. I can well imagine. Well, uh, How are things with you, good sir? Are you me, suitably excited and raring to go? I cannot. Yeah, I absolutely can't wait for the Super Bowl. I'm very much excited. I've got my. I've got a large delivery of meat coming on uh, on Friday uh, from, from Hickory's um, <laughs> to uh, to see me through uh, through Super Bowl uh, and the and the day probably the day before as well. Uh, I'm slightly jealous. I'm probably going to be drinking alcohol-free cider and you know eating maybe some toast. Yeah, of well, gluten-free variety because I'm fine. just you know. Sad and rubbish. That's fine. I'm I'm a dad now, so I'll be having a. I've, I've got my, my schedule booked in, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed at the same time as my son goes to bed, and I'm gonna wake up a little bit before, make some corn dogs and some some wings, and then into the straight into the game. So uh, yeah, we're all already all looking forward to it, and I've got Monday off. So shall we go on with the news? <laughs> this is the news. So we uh, we start with the uh, with the news that uh, that struck over the weekend of Matt Stafford. Uh, this was the biggie, really. Was he, Matt Stafford's being traded uh, to the LA Rams from uh, the Detroit Lions in return for two first round picks next year and the year after, uh, one third round pick and Jared Goff. Um, interesting that he should end up in LA. I think. What what what, what do you think? What's your initial thoughts on that? I'm because of how everything's going on. I think we discussed. The situation with um, with I nearly said Sam Bradford there, <laughs> I, and there is a reason why because Sam Bradford and the Lions quarterback whose name has just completely gone out of my head, even though you've just say it, which Matt is Stafford. just weird. Yeah, so Matt Stafford and Sam Bradford were like the last of the enormous first round draft pick contracts. Yes, yeah. Uh, so um, there is a connection, but the, the whole thing, and I'm going to say Sam Bradford again now, with Matt Stafford was that that news had broken. So I think we knew we were getting, and from the, from the bits and pieces I picked up, it sounded like yeah they wanted to really crack on with it so that they could everybody could set up their their um, their off season. And I think there was some benefits to doing it early. What I was slightly surprised was it was the LA Rams coming yeah. in off the top rope. Same. Um, it's perhaps not surprising. Um, because they haven't made. I, I, this is now the cue for your for your um, first round draft picks quote for the Rams because <laughs> they quite clearly don't value them because they have repeatedly traded them for what they think of as known quantity players. And the they interesting have. thing about that is, apart from sending away a first round draft pick in, in Jared Goff, they 
the previous person, Brandon Cooks, who they traded first round draft picks for, didn't stay either. Now, Jalen Ramsey seems to be worked out, but we shall have to see whether Matt Stafford does. Well, the start, the start you were talking was uh, was that the uh, the Rams have traded all of their first round picks since they last picked um, Jared Goff in 2016. And as it stands, they won't be making a, uh, a first round pick until 2024. Um, so that's, yeah, it's eight, eight years without a, without a first round pick. I mean, it's clear, or it seems clear to me, that the Lions are thinking very long-term, giving Dan Campbell a six-year contract and then making this kind of trade with Matt Stafford where they don't yeah. actually really see the big benefits until twenty, you know, next year in the season after. Yeah. Well, and if you think how long it takes for, you know, take, give it a couple of years for a quarterback to, to, to bed in, they've got Goff to maybe see them over that period, but it's still maybe three, four, five years before we start seeing the benefits of this trade in terms of extra first round picks. So the Lions are definitely committing, I think, to, you know, a lengthy process. And as for the Rams, the Rams have gone like, we're all in, we're super all in, because Matthew Stafford, in theory, is a upgrade over Goff, as long as he stays healthy. And as long as removing him from the Lions removes him from the situation that people have always thought held them back. But this also pressures a, or places a certain amount of pressure on um, on Sean McVay because previously, you know, he turned round Jared Goff, but he also signed off or was part of a team that signed off on giving that enormous contract, which he's now soured, and he's really got no excuse if sour, if, if uh, Matthew Stafford doesn't just, you know, take off and really put them over the um, top next season. Well, my my surprise in all of this was that I, I this might be a controversial statement. I don't know if Matt Stafford is enough of an upgrade to trade away your quarterback two first round picks and a third round pick I just don't I, I just do, don't see the value there I don't see that as a controversial statement um I really don't I mean he's I mean Stafford has nobody shown saying flashes over, over the weekend when it was all breaking nobody was saying that but I was kind of thinking I really don't I, I just can't see that value no, um, I've heard hintings at it, but there's a lot of people think that um, he's shown flashes and given uh, a um, coordinator of the quality of McVeigh and his team that he will uh, um, do well. But really, this is a Super Bowl or bust move, is it not? Because there's only... Well, I mean, so. he's not young, young in terms of, of age. I think he's... I'm frantically uh, moving around pro football reference to, to just double-check it. But I'm fairly certain he's, you know, in his early 30s. Yeah, 32. So... Okay, we. I suppose four or five years is is you might extend his prime, but he's not been a quarterback who's been uninjured. Yes, he played in sixteen games this season, but it's not so long ago that he's had fractures and stuff. And yeah. you're looking at other bits of the um, Rams system, and I'm wondering. I'm, I'm mainly thinking of Andrew Whitworth, who can't have that many seasons going, even if he continues to have played brilliantly for the Rams and has demonstrated that the Bengals should never have let him go, because they've never sorted the left tackle position since Whitworth left. But, even as optimistic as I was about at Whitworth, I wouldn't expect him to still be playing to this level by this age but they don't have a lot of draft resources um, to get that and what they seem to have done is go in on all mega talents and built around them and then very cheap players and you know that um, Aaron Donald is a mega player but he had that rib injury and so couldn't quite play in the playoffs Jalen Ramsey is still very young but Matt Stafford isn't guaranteed to be the level of player that he needs to be for this trade to work 
No, absolutely. Well, moving on, the another another um, piece of uh, of news this week was the the hire from uh, the Texans. Uh, they've hired their new head coach. It's David Cully, uh, former Ravens assistant head coach. What would you make of that? Well, I want to be a little bit careful because on the one hand, it's our second diverse hire of the cycle, and given the 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 sort of um, problems we've had with that in recent years, that is a positive step. But I'm not sure if I was looking to um, impress Deshaun Watson and get him back and keep him in the fold, yeah, having not interviewed B enemy, and that seems yeah. crazy, why the person who coordinated the Ravens passing game mm. and all the problems they've had over the last couple of seasons would have been the person. But what we don't know is how much Greg Roman's influence is involved in that or, or Harbaugh's for that matter. So I think we have to be careful, but he has... His first job has to be with um, the new GM is to try and get Watson on side because he's demanding a trade. And I hear lots of people, and I sort of do understand it in the um, listening to respected voices with with sort of GM experience talking about the fact that problems in February are not a problem. Problems in September are a problem. Problems in December are really a problem. But is he really going to sit out? You know, is he going to be a malcontent or is he going to come in and cause problems? But um, I think. It will be interesting, but it's a it's another long term project in, in, with Texans because of what O'Brien did as the GM in trading away all their picks. You know they've not got a top round draft pick. You've got that. You Thank being the Dolphins much. in this case, um, and and it's just you're not sure, and and it almost feels like you can see the argument for trading him and getting a first round pack. Except you'd need multiple first rounds because Deshaun Watson has proved that he's Pro Bowl quality quality as a quarterback despite having very little around him this season on the team that was losing and he's 25 i mean yeah. you'd fight tooth and claw to keep hold of that player i would have thought you, you thought so i think i think they're gonna have to if they yeah if they want if they want to do anything going forward i think they're, they're absolutely gonna have to like you say with by the sounds of things jojo watts on his way out as well so yeah it's it's they're gonna lose they're gonna they, if they lose if, i think if they lose both of those i can't i can't see much of a season for them next year yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to take a couple of years to sort it out. And I think um, they almost might have the problem with Watson, where he is so good that they're never going to have, well, I suppose they had the high, high draft pick this week with him. But you know what I mean? He's almost a quarterback of a calibre that raises the floor yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the, the third piece of news we've got this this week is uh, one that's probably not uh, not so much of a discussion, but more just uh, just letting people know because this is fantastic. Ron Rivera, uh, head coach at the uh, Washington Football Team, uh, has kicked Kansas' ass. <laughs> is that an official quote that you're that's, there, or are you just? No, that's, I mean, that's just my that's just my uh, that's exactly how I've written it down on my notes. Um, it, but, it's your little twist on it, but yes, yeah. he has been declared cancer-free. I believe he has. He has, which is great news, and obviously. There was um, the, the the whole the whole league was behind him when uh, when it, when it came out that he was uh, he was suffering last year. I think it was I think it was only in the off season. Was it only in the off season yeah. last year? Yeah, it was. It, it was um, one of those things where you 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 you. It was in the off season. You were thinking, what else can go wrong well, for the Washington, for Washington football team? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's and right. then their new head coach. I'm sitting again. That's a good hire. That's a culture builder. That that should definitely they should definitely turn around around next season. And wham! And it's just like good grief. And you know the blows keep yeah. coming. But you know. It, they did remarkably this season. Um, I mean, they are a team in search for quarterback, but it's great news. And he's one of like one of the most respected people in the NFL period. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't think of anybody I've ever heard have a bad word to say about Ron Rivera. 
No, I think you're right. I think you're right. The whole the whole Rivera strong thing that they they created over over the season has obviously been a uh, a big influencing factor in Washington, and it's yeah just great to see that uh, that he's managed to, uh, to 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 beat cancer. So yeah, brilliant, fantastic news there. Yes. Uh, and the, the the final thing uh, before well, final, the final final list, thing, the final thing I've got on my <laughs> list, unless there's anything that uh, else that you want to, uh, to to talk about, is is a, uh, a an announcement that's literally been made today, Tuesday, second of February, as we as we record this. Um, EA have announced that they're going to be bringing back a college football game this year, uh, first time since NCAA football in 2014, and obviously the the infamous uh, court cases and, and legal trials over players and their um, maybe the ability to make money off their likenesses uh, while they're in college. Um, it's a yeah, it's quite a yeah, quite a big thing, isn't it? It'll be interesting to see how they end up doing this. It is, and I'm wondering what kind of deal they've been able to do. Yeah, with. there's got to be something in the background, hasn't there? You think that the, the fact that these rules are coming in about students making money off their own likeness has enabled EA to approach and I'm the NCAA. I'm having a blank on college sports because I don't follow it often enough, and it I've was, heard this. Yeah, it's this. NCAA. But um, I think that um, this is one of those sports nerds things where if this opens up a revenue stream and if EA get this with the college game and basketball and, and you don't know about many others, but what I'd like to see is, you know, a level of, of benefit to the players in terms of being able to finish degrees and getting support because very few of them get to play in the NFL. But I'd also like to see some of that money. Because if you see some of the money that the big football schools put into their stadiums because they're not yeah, allowed to yeah. do it on players, etc. And it's like, I'd like them to take morally some of that money out of the stadiums and out for head coaches and put it in the other sports programs. And it's very often these other sports programs are funded to an extent by, by football. But it, it's just, you know, you'd like to see that wealth spread around. But it's certainly an interesting an interesting approach which I think has been opened up by the, the, the recent um, laws passed and, and, and this move to allow must, students to at have. least make money off their own likeness must have well, the, interestingly they're not calling it NCAA football uh, like they did previously they've, they've, they've announced it as just, just a game called college football I mean, have they announced that they've got sort of the branding rights, or are no, we putting the cart before the horse? It, we're, we're very, very much earlier than that. It's literally just been a, an image on uh, that's been kind of released around Twitter. Um, well, then we shall have to watch with interest. But I, I can't think, will. given the problems they had previously, and given yeah. the general importance about um, about having like the genuine teams, and it not be sort of like the. Um, I'm, I'm, why is it I'm suddenly blanking on all college football teams? But, um, you know, it, it was like, you know, you'd have the um, um, the San Francisco 52s or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like Pro Evo uh, type stuff for, uh, for, for, for in other football. Yes, the generic Leicester City team. Yeah, Leicester Blues, man, man red, man blue. Indeed. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. We'll Man down, on. quick. <laughs> on to the next thing. <laughs> We've killed let's, it. Let's preview a Super Bowl. Medic. Okay, so well, obviously, obviously, there's been no games this week. We don't, we don't count a, a Pro Bowl, and even even then, it was only a, yeah, a virtual one this year. I was going to say um, we, we didn't count it when actual football players are involved. Yeah, We're well, certainly exactly, not when, when the solution is Madden simulation. Yes, exactly. So, uh, so this week, what in, in in place of the uh, the usual game reviews, we're going to go over the, uh, the the two teams who are in the Super Bowl this year uh, as a bit mm-hmm. of a preview. So, so we're going to start in Tampa Bay. Um, so Tampa Bay were eleven and five in the regular season. They had a bit of a wobble towards the middle of the season, but ended at uh, eleven and five. Ended up second in the NFC South, and obviously to get to the uh, Super Bowl, their their route there has been via Washington, New Orleans, and then Green Bay. Um, 
last time they were there, they won it in in two thousand and two. They beat the Raiders forty eight twenty one. And as we know, obviously they're uh, they're going to be the first team uh, to be uh, playing at, uh, at their their home stadium in, in a Super Bowl. Um, what's uh, what's what's your what's your been your standouts for the year uh, for the Bucks this year, Jay? Um, I think there's a couple of things. Um, it's been a slightly interesting season because obviously they brought Tom Brady in in the off season, and it's the off season where the, the, the the sort of NFL quarterback who likes to prep and work the most has been able to not do as much as yes, he would like because yeah. of COVID. So it does seem to have taken some time for them to get all settled and there does seem to have been an adjustment in the bye week which at week 13 meant that they had enough material that they were able to merge some of what Brady likes to do with what Arians likes to do and it's clearly been successful mm-hmm. because they haven't lost a game since that bye. Um, and I think... That's impressive. It's impressive how they put put the things to, to sort of like the offense together, particularly with they sort of keep having niggling injuries through different receivers. But they they've managed to have so much talent that they've gone through it. But I think the thing that is sort of like really impressive when you start looking at um, at, at, at their um, team on the field is their defense, which is interesting because their offense actually rates better by DVOA. But it's been their defense and the job that Todd Bowles has done that's really caught my eye particularly last week with dealing with the Packers who've been so good and I'm really excited to see them um, in the big game which we will get to in a moment we certainly will um, on the offensive side I mean they're, they're, they're not short of, of, of sort of uh, some weapons on, on that side either are they I mean you, you obviously Gronk came in this year as a, as, as a big name with along with Tom Brady but for me I've, I've said this for a, few, for a couple of years now Mike Evans is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league yeah, and Chris Godwin has underperformed because of his hand injury, but yeah, he's been yeah. ridiculously good. And and then they've managed to keep the the wheels on the um, Antonio Brown um, train, yes. which is always a little bit of an ex- interesting experience recently. Um, but he seems to have gone in and been productive for the most part. Whether mm. that's an entirely great idea, given what is going on behind the scenes, I don't know. But he's sort of not disrupted them. And yeah it's kind of impressive that Gronk has almost been at times the second tight end in there but he's such yeah. a good blocker still that um, that offence seems to have held up very well it, it, it certainly does I mean it's it's quite a turnaround from last year wasn't it last year they, they've, they've gone from a losing season to a Super Bowl they were they were seven and nine last year. Obviously, Jameis Winston was was leading their leading their offense and leading their team. Well, it was the thirty and thirty problem that I believe you know really did for the Bucks last season. The what? Sorry, the thirty. The and 30, 30 and th- Yes. Go on. He threw, like, I'm sure, and I'm just double-checking my stats to make sure I've got my numbers right. But I'm pretty certain that as well as throwing um, 40 touchdowns, he threw... Um, oh, yes, interceptions. Yes. Yes, he did, yeah. He, he loved throwing to the other team, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, good And, point. you know, Brady was never going to do that. Yeah, I'm quite correct. He threw 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Well, t- Tom Brady this year has got 12, 12 interceptions, which is the most he's thrown since 2011. So he's not been... I mean, he's not been... His he's had his moments. No, he hasn't. I mean, and the arm, we discussed this the other week. The arm is uh, maybe not quite what it was, but it's not bad. But, you know, he, it, it, I mean, he threw three interceptions in the second half against the Packers. He did, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, there are moments. And that's also one of those things where talking about um, the Packers defense and Petin um, getting fired recently. And it's like, well, he did get three turnovers against the Packers. Um Oh, sorry, against the Bucks, but the Bucks defense, you know, held up and was having enough success against the Packers offense that almost it was they were getting so much pressure, and I think part of that was Bactiari. But it's not the first time that that 
the Ram, sorry, the Bucks defense has looked super scary in particular games, and so yeah. I'm really fascinated to um, see the matchup coming up shortly. How much do you think uh, home advantage is going to is going to play in this uh, in this one? I think it can't help but play a part, but it's it's. I think it's going to be a strange one for them because part of the whole Super Bowl experience is controlling the media circus and the family circus and being able to focus on football at the right time and there's sort of like a time to celebrate it and and it seems that certain teams and GMs you've heard talk about the fact that they've had like extended sort of walkthroughs where they've been able to get the families down and have pictures and do lots of pictures you know even with the coaching staff and position groups and that sort of is there's sort of a time and place for that and then the important bit of prepping for the game and, and you would think that the Bucks have more chance to be in control of that when they're on home turf but yeah. um, with COVID it's still going to be weird and they're sort of going to have to be super restrictive and they can't exactly go out and enjoy it because they have to live these protocols witness the fact that, and we should have maybe mentioned this, or we'll be talking about this in a moment, but um, the Chiefs have had a couple of um, close contacts that have that should make for game, but they're in the protocol and can't practice this week. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you are very much having to take the, the protocol seriously. More on that in a moment. <laughs> what, uh, Indeed. Before we move on to Kansas, what uh, if if you were to to say just one or two things that the that the books are going to have to do in order to uh, to win this one? What would you uh, What do you reckon? And don't if say score more sp- points. <laughs> I think they are. We'll get into it when we discuss the matchup fully in a minute. But I think the the defense is going to have to um, is going to have to give them enough to be able to compete with the Chiefs' offence. It's not it's not that they can going to be able to stop the Chiefs, I think, but they have to be able to contain them enough to give their offence a fighting chance. And I think that um, the offence needs to address their run-pass balance in the early, um, early downs, but we'll talk about that when we do the full preview, if you want to go over to the Chiefs. But a little, a little hint there. Okay, okay. Um, well, we'll move on to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, um, Fourteen and two they were in the regular season. Top of the AFC West, they uh, they finished. Uh, losses to the Raiders in Week Five and Chargers in Week Seventeen, which was kind of a bit of a throwaway. That last one, um, their route has been slightly shorter because they got a uh, wild card. So they they went, went through uh, Cleveland and Buffalo to reach the uh, the Super Bowl. Um, last time they won it was obviously last year. Uh, they they uh, beat the Forty Nine ers thirty one twenty. It's I mean. I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the my my prediction bit, which we're going to talk about in a, in a little a little while. But it's really difficult to see past them, isn't it? It is and it isn't because if anybody can manage it, it will be Tom Brady, or at least yeah. that's how it feels like the, the big narrative of quarterback versus quarterback. But it's going to be a hell of a task because this Chiefs team is again really good. They have their flaws, and we shall discuss them, but. It just does feel like they went up a level last week against the Bills, um, and this is a team where it feels like whenever they need um, Patrick Mahomes to step up, well, so far in his career, he's pretty much been able to do so. Well, he's been he's been fantastic, hasn't he? Obviously, this is his is this his third season, second no second season, isn't it? Third season, third season, third full oh, yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, it is his third season. Third season, second Super Bowl. He has been uh, quite the revelation for the league. Yeah, uh, and he was only a full start away from beating the Pats in his first full season as starter. He was. So, yeah, um, four thousand seven hundred forty yards this year. He's thrown thirty-eight touchdowns, only six interceptions. That's some some really good numbers for such a young quarterback. 
Yeah, no, it, 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 he is incredible. And we'll discuss, I think, Brady's, you know, amazing numbers in details as we get into, into the matchup and yeah. I might have some trivia coming. But oh. if there is a quarterback who might stand the chance of, of chasing him, if he can maintain this pace... It's Mahomes. The yeah. problem you might have is that Andy Reid, at sixty something already, might not have another ten years years to coach with him. But yeah, yet, that said, that. we've had we've had coaches coach into the seventies before. And is there anything that's more likely to keep you youthful and invigorated and and wanting to keep going than winning <laughs> Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, well, ex- exactly. And it, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt that he's got Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill to throw to either. No, I mean this is a thing that they. This is a Chiefs offense that is filled with speed, and it isn't just mm. those two, but those two are such a matchup nightmare. You can double Travis Kelsey, or you can double Tyreek Hill, and you might even be able to double both of them. But someone is going to break through at three, and you can contain Kelsey and Hill. But I don't really think you can stop them. Uh, um, yeah. One of them is going to get out at some point. Yeah, agreed, absolutely. Um- there, you, you're obviously you've already said. Uh, well, you were saying last week you're, you're very excited around uh, Eric Bieniemy's offense. Um, you're very excited to uh, to see how that uh, that plays out this this uh, this week, and obviously against the uh, the, the defense uh, of of the Buccaneers, it's going to be uh, it's quite an interesting matchup as it goes, isn't it? I think it's going to be a fascinating matchup because I have a huge respect for what Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy do on offense, and I have a huge amount of respect for Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator. And so I think that there, there will Hang on. be. I'm going, to, I'm going to call it if they if 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 Tampa Bay win and their defense is is really good, there's going to be a Super Bowls headline. <laughs> There's a bold prediction, and I like that. You, I think you could be right. I, I, I would like to think you are, because I like that pun myself. Good, good. Go on, sorry, I interrupted. No, I was just. I'm, I'm trying not to go full in on the bits bits for the actual matchup, but I, I think I think there's going to be some really interesting tactical. Um, tactical arrangements about particularly I think about pass rush and how he's going to try and use his players to cover but also how he's going to try and contain Patrick Mahomes and get him off his game same question as I uh, as I asked you then for the, uh, for the for the Buccaneers what uh, what have the, the Chiefs got to do or what couple of things have the Chiefs got to do to, uh, to ensure they win this one right I think one of the big things for the Chiefs is that um, having lost Eric Fisher at left tackle and playing a number of people that that they would not have planned on starting at the start of this year. I think they need to be able to manage um, the Bucks' pass rush and for Mahomes to be effective. And he needs to get the ball out quickly and however they need to do that, that needs to happen. And then Spagnolo's defence needs to contain the Bucks' um, passing game and and sort of force Brady to make the kind of difficult throws he doesn't want to. Mm, mm. Excellent. Well, uh, we shall we shall go on to trivia in a second, and then we shall uh, shall make our our final predictions for the for the big game. Excellent. <laughs> hey, Dan, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes. Okay, trivia. So uh, as as. Uh, as as I was the only one who asked asked a uh, question last week, I'll, I'll let you go first this week, Jay. Let's see what you okay. what you got for me. Uh, I've got I've got a Super Bowl themed one for obvious reasons. Tom Brady is about to play in his tenth Super Bowl, which is kind of ridiculous. Yes. Yep. I want you to name the top six franchises for Super Bowl appearances. Oh dear. Okay. Um, 
Super Bowl appearances. Right, Pittsburgh. Correct. Um, Dallas. Correct. Um, I'm going to say, obviously New England. Correct. Um, oh, I'm halfway there. I'm not needed any help. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to say Denver. Correct. Oh, uh, I am going to say. Oh, now we're down. Now we're, now it's getting tough. Uh, I'm slightly amazed that you haven't named one of these. Miami. No, but close, and we'll come back to that. I didn't. I didn't think so. I thought that was what you were just hinting at there, but I didn't think Miami would be in the top six. Uh, this huge dynasty in the eighties and nineties. Forty Niners. Correct. And Bears. No. Oh, we, we're, we're you're going to kick one, yourself. Yeah, you're going to you're going to kick yourself because I, I think I'm going to have to give it for you. Or we're just Go naming teams. It's Green Bay Packers. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. And do you know who has the most appearances? The most appearances. Uh, I mm-hmm. believe it's Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, uh. We have three teams at a tie on eight appearances. Well, Dallas okay. Cowboys, the Denver yeah. Broncos. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers the Patriots right. have two appearances other than with Brady at quarterback and so have 11 and have won six wow. okay but do not have the best winning percentage because we have a couple of teams with single or double appearances and they've won them both um, yeah. you then once you get out of the 100s you get the Packers who've won four out of their five and the Giants who've won four out of their five yeah brilliant Good question. I'm finished with nerdery. Your trivia, like sir. I go. Mine's a lot shorter than, than that one. Um, it's also Super Bowl related, and uh, yeah, this one uh, is is concerning the quarterbacks in at Super Bowl. So, so the the lowest passer rating uh, for a Super Bowl winning quarterback is just twenty two point six. The quarterback in question uh, completed nine of twenty one attempts for one hundred and twenty three yards, throwing two interceptions. But who was that quarterback? Oh, that's mean. I can I can narrow it down if you'd like to, if you'd like a multiple choice. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to need multiple choice. I think okay. I think Dan because I, that I was very, there are fifty five <laughs> games here, so there are yes, fifty five options. I thought that I thought you might. So uh, was it Tom Brady? Was it Ben Roethlisberger? Was it Eli Manning? Or was it Joe Montana? Oh, man. So I'm trying to work out which version of Sneaky it is. <laughs> I am going to rule out Joe Montana because he was famously good in all of his performances. Um, okay, and good. he's been, been pretty much peerless until Brady's been good. I have a feeling, knowing the way your mind works, but also remembering the game, or one of the games... I have a feeling that was it Tom Brady in that um, slugfest with the Rams? It wasn't. No. Damn it! Damn it! It was it was Big Ben Roethlisberger in Super Bowl Forty. Uh, it, 
of course it'd have been the one where he was he barely barely played i think it was you know he was like in his first year or it was very early in his career and they basically mm-hmm. hadn't taken the training wheels off and they had the ridiculous defense i should have known that i'm cross with myself now yeah i mean he yeah he super bowl 40 they, they obviously beat beat uh, seattle seahawks 21 10 um he uh, i mean you you might think when you when you hear that that figure of the 22.6 score you might think kind of oh maybe maybe they they just so it was someone who came no because one of them is one of those touchdowns is james harrison making like the best 90 yard linebacker return touchdown that you'd see in your life if i remember remember correctly and the other touchdown was antoine randall l who threw a 43 yarder to uh to heinz ward do you remember i think i do I think I do. I'm just slightly worried that I'm mixing up uh, mixing up my um, Pittsburgh Super Bowls, and because I, I think they played the Cardinals. But yeah, I, I will double check after after the podcast because I'm like that. <laughs> but uh, um, you, I certainly I think, remember the touchdown right. I think you are. I think you are mixing them up. Looking at it, so there was uh, there was a Ben Roethlisberger one yard rush touchdown. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a uh, Willie Parker seventy five yard rush. Uh, for, st- for Steelers, and then and then that that Heinz Ward, forty-three yard pass from Antoine Randall. Yeah, it was against it was against the Cardinals. He he, he was, took one yeah. back for hundred yards against uh, uh, Kurt Warner. He I did. had to, and then and then, yes. needed, and then needed oxygen. I'm not um, surprised. I remember, I, know, yeah, I remember it well. Yeah, I think I'd be the I'd be in the same boat to be honest. <laughs> okay, it's prediction time. G, I know you hate predictions, but I'm going to make you do it. Um, I, the last game. Yeah. It's the last one. It's the last time I'm going to make you make a prediction this this year. Come on. What what do we think? What are we thinking of the big the big game? Who's going to win? I and am, what kind of scoreline are we looking at? I have a feeling it's going to be a close one because I can't imagine Tom Brady getting blown out. I am leaning towards the Chiefs, and what I'm thinking is that I have heard um, certain pundits and particularly those with an analytical bent um, banging on about the fact that um, Tampa Bay run the ball a lot on first and second down and so they have a habit of getting themselves into um, third and relatively long this is a problem for them because if there's one thing that the Spagnolo coordinated defense is good at it's third and long so I think the combination of that matchup with Patrick Mahomes if he can function behind the O-line against that Bucks defense will see the Chiefs eke out a win, but I'm thinking like 27, 24, 24, 21. Ooh, very close. Yeah, I no, I'm genuinely thinking that this should be a really competitive, good, good Super Bowl. I could be wrong because both teams have offenses that can explode for a lot of points. But you know, and I might be, it might be wishful thinking, but I do think it'll be a close one. But I give the edge, believe it or not, to um, uh, Mahomes just because I think physically he can do more with his arm. And Andy's legs and Brady can do at this point, and I think it's just so hard to play as a um, pocket quarterback these days. These days that yeah. I'm going to go into that rare position because Brady hasn't got Belichick of backing Mahomes for the win and a passing uh, of the torch. I think yes, I think that's exactly what it's going to be as a passing of the torch. Um, I also think Kansas are going to win this one. Um, I think it's going to be the, the score I've I've gone for is 34-28. Um, so slightly wider than I think than yours, but still, you know, within yeah. within a, within a still one score. So, also, yeah, ex- exactly. And the one thing I would say is that I would be so happy for Bruce Arians to win a Super Bowl. Oh, Nothing, definitely. you know. Yeah. 
You know, Andy Reid's got one. Pretty much nothing would make me happier than um, yeah, uh, t- than both Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians getting a Super Bowl, uh, except maybe uh, Andy Reid getting a second. But you know, I, I am really excited about this game. I think it should be a cracking matchup. Except Tom Brady not getting one, which is uh, which is always nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we've, we mentioned and it would be would be, be remiss of us not to not to, to mention it, but you mentioned earlier about the uh, the couple of uh, the Chiefs players who have been put into um, COVID uh, protocol. Do you think yes. that's going to have much of a, an impact? I think I think they're going to turn out to be close contacts and they'll end up playing, won't they? They are close contacts. It depends. I mean, it was a controlled situation. It was a team barber. The team barber was tested and basically on his on the tape his on the day test was a little delayed and it came back positive whilst he was working but there was talk of him being wearing like double PPE and, and so we shall see but you know they will be hoping because one of them is a centre and that's yes. not the part yeah. of the offensive line that you want to be messing with so um, I'm sure there will be you know a lot of fingers crossed that the test comes back clear on Sunday well there we go that's 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 our final predictions of the year G I'm not going to make you do yeah. any more well, until you know the draft or something, because you've I mean, just got a then. taste for until it then. now. Yeah, <laughs> until then. Well, that's it for another episode. We'll be uh, back again next week with our season wrap-up episode. I hope you've uh, enjoyed what you've heard. If you have, be sure to uh, give us a rating and review and subscribe to us through whatever medium you procure your podcast so you don't miss out on anything each and every week during the season and our special uh, special episodes in the off-season too. Um, Podomania was delayed by a week, so uh, keep an eye out on our social media channels for uh, details of how to tune in on Saturday at 9pm and uh, hopefully raise a load of money for Mind and Cancer Research. Uh, if you've got something to say or you want to get in touch, it's at TWF Dan to get hold of me on Twitter and G is at Wrong Football. And in the meantime, keep your eyes peeled on the wrongfootball.com for more from G. Thanks again for listening. Have a fantastic Super Bowl and uh, we'll see you again next week. I'm so excited! <laughs> <laughs>